this morning. Uh, but today I'd like to talk about wilderness. You see, it has to be said that wilderness is a precursor for affirmation. Whatever the wilderness experience you're going through now in your life, it doesn't mean it's the end of your life. Life comes in phases and seasons. Sometimes we'll be good, sometimes we'll be bad, sometimes we'll be very bad. What it just means is that you're living your full cycle of life and you're thrudging forward for what God has destined you to achieve. God has a plan and purpose for everybody. Despite how dark everything feels now, it doesn't mean God doesn't have a purpose. God has not forgotten. He has not forsaken you. And when you think God is not listening, that's when God is working the hardest. I submit to you, your wilderness experience is not an evil experience to destroy you. Your barrenness is not an evil experience to destroy you. It is an experience that is put together. And I say put together because sometimes it is for you to learn a lot of things. There are some things you will never learn if you don't go through trials. The reason why you're going through trials and wilderness is because there are some lessons you need to learn that will take you to the next level. So what you're going through now is the first step of that learning process. Do not ever think that any trouble is here to destroy you. No. It is a lesson. But the question is, how can you learn when everything looks bleak? And that's why I say, you see, you cannot face life without a relationship with God. It is practically impossible to face life without a relationship with God. Because it is God that will help you as you go through the dark moments in life. A lot of them will come. Your husband disappointing you, a lot of them will come. Your wife disappointing you, a lot of them will come. Those people were put in your life to make you learn, not to destroy you. Yes, it looks as though they were out to destroy you. But it was just for you to learn that God had a better plan. You see, we make so much mistakes in our life. We think that it is our perception we can run life. No. What matters the most, it is God's perception and what God has planned for you in your life. Your basic knowledge cannot help you run life. Because your basic knowledge can never even make you see the intentions of the other man towards you. You can't read their mind. Somebody can tell you they love you the most, but they want to kill you the next minute. And that's why I tell people, be weary of who says they love you. Be very careful. It is only God that can bring you out of the situation where somebody claims they love you, but they want to destroy you. Somebody might promise heaven and earth to you as a wife that I'll be there for you, but they are sleeping with your best friend. The heart of man is wicked. But it is only God that can help you navigate the vicissitudes of life. Somebody might tell you that I'll be there for you. I will take care of your school fees. I will do everything for you but they disappoint you. It is a man's nature to disappoint. Man is fallible. And that's why when politicians disappoint, I tell people, it is a reflection of the character of the person that disappoints. Man is fallible. But one thing that says supreme is your capacity to understand how to move out of that situation. And most of the time, let me tell you, 
your basic personal thinking cannot bring you out of a wilderness experience. No matter how much you have been through, it might not give you the prerequisite skill to face your new challenge. Every new challenge is life in life is independent of the last challenge. There are no two the same problems. That's why it is bad to mitigate another man's problem. But what is most important is your relationship with the person that can help you go through that circumstance in life. You see, because after all is said and done, it is your relationship with God that will open a new vista for you in your life. Please, do not lose God when everything is dark. Because I tell you what, more dark days will come. Not every day will be a good day. Our country, Nigeria, is passing through a dark period. But good days will come. This is not the end of Nigeria. You know, I hear people say, end Nigeria. Are you God? This is not the end. I know a lot of people argue with me that they've been saying it's going to get better. Yes, it's going to get better. And we don't see anything. Yes, it's going to get better. Because when you hit rock bottom, you can only go up. One thing wilderness will teach you is a lot about yourself. A lot of you, you don't know yourselves. You do not know what you will do until the trials come. I once saw a man that said, see, when I get to government, I will not steal money. But when he got to government, he started stealing money. And I told him, I said, see, I told you, you do not know yourself. Your wilderness experience is to make you understand who you are. For you to achieve a new level of success, the personal understanding of yourself is a panacea to opening all locked doors. Trials, tribulations, <coughs> apologies, wilderness will build an innate level of self-discovery in you. But the question is, do people take out time to understand who they are when they pass through trials? Never leave a trial period without understanding who you are and the lesson from that trial period. In other words, never make a crisis go to waste. Never you forget that the tribulation is there to help you at first understand yourself, then secondly, build on the bad parts or the good parts you have seen about yourself. A lot of you listening to me now, you do not know the potential you have in you until crisis brings it out. As COVID was a terrible time for people, I knew people that built businesses from COVID. I knew people that they started their exploration of their entrepreneurial deposits and they brought it out and they have capitalized the business. I knew people that losing their job was the panacea to help them grow. I knew people that crisis was what unleashed potential in them. 
I went somewhere yesterday called the Good Beach, around O'Neill Revere, a beach hangout. The young men that set up the place, beautiful place, were people that got fed up of their jobs. So it has to be said that the things you are getting tired of might just be opening a new door and a new vista about you. Do not think for once that the loss of your job, your marriage, anything dear to you is the end of your life. See, for every door that gets shut against you, there are four different doors that are waiting to be opened unto you. The thing as human beings is you will never think of any open doors because you're so concerned about the doors that are shut against you. It's fine. But the question is, would you rather wallow in the pain of the doors shut against you or look forward to the possibility of an open door as you go through the wilderness? A lot of people don't believe. But let me tell you something. In five years' time to come, you will see that losing that job was the best thing that happened to you. Now, you might not see it. You know why? Because everything around you is fixed on that job. It is what is in front of you that you think is the biggest thing about you. But I tell you what, there's more to you than you can ever think or imagine. It has to be said, the best of you is yet to come. So the wilderness period is helping you look inwards and deeply about who you are. You do not know who you are yet. When people say, I know myself, I laugh at them. The Yorubas have a saying, Eni jaudeba lokuri. What that means is, if you have not seen challenges, you call yourself a man. We don't finish learning things about life. We keep learning as we go on. Life is incumbent on your capacity to learn quickly. There are some things you will never learn now that the learning will come in the next five years. There are some trials and tribulations that are already ahead of you that you don't even know of. Every human being will carry their cross one way or the other. But the most important thing is when you are carrying it, is Jesus carrying it with you? Wilderness will come. Brokenness will come. Sad times will come. But it will not last. Because they are one there to help you understand who you are. So the first thing sad moment does to you is understanding. There's some things you, you think you know now that you don't know. It's not about talking smarts. It's not about having knowledge. There are a lot of marriage counselors that can't even cancel their own marriage. It's not about speaking well. It's not about reading it in a book. Mm -mm. There are some things that are beyond your knowledge. Don't deceive yourself. There are many things that are beyond my knowledge. There are so many things I'll never understand. But it is true going through that experience with God that you start to understand it. You will never be able to understand the pain somebody that is going through cancer has. Because you don't have it. And you will never be able to understand the pain somebody that is going through malaria has at that point in time. Because it's not your malaria. 
And that's why, if you have gone through circumstances and trial, treat people with love and dignity. One of the greatest problems we have in our country today is that a lot of people talk as though they don't have problems through their lives. Like they are so quick to judge others. It is easy to judge others. Very good. But the truth is, has to be said. When people judge you to please do not complain. Please don't. Because our wilderness experience are different in life. You don't know the turn your life will take. But you see, in any turn your life takes, I can tell you for free that there's a consular in chief called Jesus. He can walk you through that situation. He knows the end from the beginning. Question is, do you have the capacity to lean on him? He has seen the solution before your problem even started. <coughs> so, don't ever think for once that any problem is there to destroy you. It will look like it. It will come with destruction. But it's not going to destroy you. You will come out on the other side and you'll be better for it. Tough times do not last. Victimization do not last. For people that victimize you, very soon they themselves too will become victims. Let's be careful about life. For everybody that victimizes other people in Nigeria, are they not victims today of some circumstance? Even if you're not a victim of poverty, you'll be a victim of age. Time can never continue forever. But the question is, what you do per time is what will become the legacy you give. And you cannot do all of this if you don't know Christ. Because you see, there are many things your personal knowledge will not be able to carry. We know in part, like Apostle Paul said, the best student in geography might not necessarily be the best student in biology. The best student in geography might know a little bit of biology, but might not be the best student in biology. So if you think that everything about you is the best ever, wilderness experience will help you understand that the greatest form of beauty is how you can bring beauty out of others. Nobody has it all. No two circumstances are the same. If you understand that, you will not cheat people. Because it is God that brings you out of your wilderness. I see people that cheat other people because they are going through their wilderness experience. I see even men of God that collect money to pray for people. And I look at them, I laugh. And I say in my mind, I say, don't worry. When your wilderness comes, people too will deceive you and collect money to pray for you. Because what he fails to realize is that prayers are free. It is God that makes them possible. So it is a privilege to even be there for somebody when they are down. There is no point taking glory for rising a dead horse. 
Because with or without you, people will rise up and God will be with them. If you have the privilege to lift somebody up, to lift somebody up, lift them up. And stop shouting to the high heavens that you did it. God will still do it either ways. But if you cannot lift them up in their wilderness experience, let them be. There's a popular saying, Deity, if you can't make me better, don't make me worse. There are lots of people that go into people's life to make them worse. There are a lot of politicians that go into their constituents to make the constituents worse off. You think you are doing somebody? No, you are doing yourself. Because there's a repercussion for everything in life. For every money you were supposed to use to build roads that you stole, for every blood that was shed on that road in an accident, the blood is on you. So keep deceiving yourself. And think... You're evil. You can go scot-free with it. Like I said, even nothing catches up with you. Life, age will catch up with you. My very good friend will say, if you don't know your age, very soon your age will know you. And that's the thing about wilderness experience. Everybody will go through their own. But the first step of understanding the wilderness experience is that it is there to bring something out of you. The question is, are you willing enough to get the lesson? Are you willing enough to listen to the lesson? Does it mean anything to you at all? Are you purging yourself? Are you emancipating yourself for societal slavery? You cannot be bigger than what you know. So if you know that, then the more you know, the bigger you become. Also be weary of thinking you know it all. Sad times will come. Our Lord Jesus didn't promise us a gospel of bread and butter. He said, terrible times will come. Sad times will come. But the question is, those sad times are there to make you better. Never for once <clears throat> feel you are alone. Never for once feel you are alone. And for some time in your mind, never for once think I'm a Liverpool fan because I'm saying never walk alone. I'm sure I got you laughing there just to ease you up. But never for once think you're alone. God is with you in the wilderness. I have not had a child for 10 years. God sees it. He knows it. He knows the things you'll never know. Yours is to aspire. Yours is to crave for a better day. But it's not you that will make it happen. It's God that will make it happen. All you need to say and pray is, God, lift me out of this. And you believe what God says. That settles it. It's a song I like so much. Sing in church, you say God said it, and I believe that that settles it, and that's what settles it. So, in knowing yourself in your wilderness experience, is also knowing that God has settled a lot about you. You see, these things I'm telling you today, I didn't know them too at a point in my life. So, woe betide me when I come here and act like I know it all. Experiences, wilderness taught me. And I'm still going through my own wilderness experience. 
Because really, you can't have it all. The only place you can have it all is in Christ. And when they say we have it all in Christ, is the understanding that is on Christ the solid rock you stand, all other grounds are sinking sand. You can have it all, the rich also cries. I'm sure you remember that popular series on Nigerian television in the 90s, The Rich Also Cries. But most importantly, you need to know as you go through the wilderness, on Christ is the solid rock you stand. All other grounds are sinking sand. All right, another great Sunday morning right here on 90.3 Voice of the People. Goodness me, Voice of the People is a dream, and uh, we thank God that it's come to life. Uh, yeah, when you think of the days of incubating this dream and carrying this dream on, uh, it's a wonderful Sunday morning. My name is Rafael Hussaini, and promises to be great. We're going to continue with the episode of last week, the wilderness experience. We're going to tell some things and you know, say some hard truths here. And hey, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget that by 10 o'clock, we've got a guest we'll be talking to, you know, where we talk about nation building, national development, and everything that surrounds national development, you know, a potpourri of issues from about 10 to 11, and promises to be great. And hey, we've got some events we're partnering with. Please don't forget, uh, in December, we're planning our first VOP Praise Festival, and it promises to be great. So please, every Christian act out there, worshiper, you got great talent. You do Christian comedy. Get in touch with us. You know, send me a mail. You know, reply uh, at voiceofthepeople.ng. Send me a mail. I'll put you on the lineup. It promises to be great. And if you have a big venue that we can do this event and host this event, collaborate with us. We'll give you publicity. We'll push you out there. And if you want to be part of this, because this is God's vision to me, you know, for a lot of people, because it says we should pray concerning Nigeria, pray for the elections and worship him. For two to three hours. Those were his words, not mine. Just get in touch with me on that email. You know, or just if you've got my number, call me up and say you want to be part of Praise Festival. If you check our website, Voice of People that Andrew, you'll see it out there. We put it out there for a lot of people. And hey, we're partnering with a lot of great events. Uh, we partner with the Governance and uh, Tech Summit from Tech Next. If you check TechNext.ng, you'll see a lot about our summit there. Uh, they've changed the venue. It's no longer going to be Landmark. It's going to be Oriental Hotel. So we have to send letters out just to inform a lot of people you know, out there. I'm a partner with all the great, great, wonderful events out there. My, my friend Edgar is doing something, you know, an event concerning the life and times of another very dear person, you know, uh, which I am, uh, which I do a lot of projects with, charity projects, which I'm part of One Million Teachers. And uh, for my Amir of Kanu, uh, Sanusi Lamido is our chair for the advisory board of One Million Teachers. So uh, my friend Edgar is doing a, a, a story, a, a stage play on uh, MS Sunisi and One Million Teachers. Promises to be great. So be part of that. You know, you can check listings for that. Just say, if you just check Edgar Joseph's plays, you'll be able to see leads to that online. Promises to be great. But please, think about the Phrase Festival. Promises to be a wonderful time in December. We're planning for it and God's sparing our lives. This Sunday, I'm going to continue from the series of last week. You see, you will have wilderness experience in your life. And don't deceive yourself. And if you you want to call us up, 0700-903-903-903. And the wilderness experience is to show you who you are. But largely, it is you that can get yourself out of the wilderness experience. One, by working with God. And two, by introspecting. And three, by doing something. And I said doing something because, you see, most of the wilderness experience we get into our lives, a sizable portion of them is caused by ourselves. The Yorubas have a word, a forefather. I want you to look back in the life, in your life. What did you do to yourself at any point in time? Do you know that some of your habits led you to where you are? And the reason why your wilderness might have continued it's because you cannot drop those habits. There are some people, no matter how much you pay them, they will still steal from you. And you see, 
that stealing has denied them of greater positions in life. They are just thieves. No matter how much you treat them right. See, take the whole world, put it on their shoulders, they'll still steal. And you wonder why things are not moving for you. Why are you in a wilderness experience? It could be your habit. And that's why I say sometimes it takes you to come out of it. And you can make that decision, but you're not just ready. There are some men and women, theirs is to cheat. They ruin their relationships by cheating on their loved ones. He's gone through three or four divorces. She's gone through two divorces. She can't just stop cheating. In fact, he or she rationalizes it and say, I can love somebody and still cheat on them. Sorry, that is wrong. You cannot love somebody and still be sleeping around. When you said you love somebody, you committed your body in terms of fidelity to the person. You see, some of the societal things we say that destroy us, a man will say, yes, I have a woman in my life that I love, but I can still play around. After all, my father married more than three. Where did the more than three your father married lead him to? Where, I ask you? Did he bring unity amongst you and your siblings? My father married more than three, but you and your extended brothers cannot talk today. You don't see eye to eye. Your family is fragmented. And you are justifying cheating after you said I do on the altar. And you are complaining you have wilderness in your marriage. See, no matter how much you cast and ban, that wilderness is caused by you. The day you learn to keep the things between your leg, your marriage will survive. No matter how much prayer and casting and binding, as long as your mindset rationalizes illegality in your marriage, and people react by leaving you, it will continue in your life. So don't deceive yourself. You see, we live in a society where national deceit is a favorite pastime. That's why you see people hail thieves in this country. You know the man is a thief. You know the way he got his money is illegal. But because he gives you the money, you keep hailing him. He can do no wrong. As long as, as, long as he does charity for a lot of you, as long as he does give away on Twitter and Instagram, you know he can do no wrong. But you, but you know the way he made his money is illegal. And that's what sets us back. So, you see, some wilderness experience we see are caused by us ourselves. Just like a lot of people that complain, hey, politicians didn't do this and all that. But you, your part as the follower, what did you do? You collected money from them now during elections now. Didn't they do vote buying? And now you have the temerity to complain that things are not working well. When you, when you collected money from them, who is fooling who? You know me, I say the facts. Except we change society, any form of wilderness experience we are in might not change. So many things are things we cause by ourselves. But the good thing is God is willing to bring you out of it. But are you willing to change? Are you willing to change? Are you willing to be healed of your wilderness experience? Or you want to continue to wallow in this sin? And expect the grace of God to shine on you. It cannot shine. You can't do two things at a time. Even if you are multitasking, you will always give one priority over the other. Can you be eating hot rice and be chewing gum at the same time? Try it. Maybe your tongue will not suffer. That's what a lot of us want to do. So sometimes the wilderness experience is caused by us. When we don't see, when we see evil and we can't speak up, when we see what is not right and we can't talk up, when we try to destroy others, but in the end we destroy ourselves and we're creating a long-lasting legacy of pain and wilderness. A wilderness experience is supposed to teach you a lot about yourself, but the question is, are you learning a lot about yourself to be able to change some things about yourself? 
A lot of you complain, eh, I don't have job. But you know you are lazy now. You know for every job people look for for you, you give excuses. If you don't have a job, please go and volunteer anywhere. It is by working for free, you will start working for fee. The Bible says, see us that a man that is diligent in his doing. He will sit with kings, he will not sit with ordinary men. The question is, are you diligent at all in your doings? A lot of people are not diligent and they want grace to abound in their lives. So they wonder why is the wilderness experience going on and they are jealous of somebody else that is diligent. Don't be jealous of a hard-working man. People are not ready to walk. Africans love to play too much more than walk. That's why you see that we don't have societal stability in terms of productivity. And let me tell you, there are differences in work, oh. There's something called smart work and hard work. What we like to do in Africa is hard work. We don't do smart work. Question is, how can we think beyond the boss to still make productivity work for us while we achieve more with less effort? What is work? Work is energy dispensed, displacement over time. That's work. Work done. So the energy you use for displacing something over time. So how can you use less energy to gain more? Why Africa is not as industrialized? Because we don't use less energy to gain more. We use more energy to gain less. That's why I go and check. Productivity rates in Nigeria is one of the lowest in the world. What do we want for ourselves? What do we want for our lives? Do we truly want to come out of this wilderness experience or continue there and expect the grace of God to abound? The question is some things will be hove on you. Are you doing your part? A lot of people don't like to do their part, but they blame others. Behind every move, there's a mover. Are you volunteering? What ideas have you written out? What things have you even pushed on them? What new concept have you brought? There are some people you employ them in a company, Jesus Christ, they give you a heart attack. I'm an employer of labor now, so I know what it means. I know what it means. And these are the same people that go, that say, oh, things are rough. But the question is, what value have they added as people? You see, a special day will come. I will do something I call my experience in the hands of people in Nigeria by employing people. When I share my experience, I can't even do a series of it. You will be shocked, the things I've faced. I've run many businesses in Nigeria. When you hear my experiences in the hands of people, and the question is, you are just trying to give other people a chance to push, to make things work, to make life good, to make life veritable, to ensure that people get along. But a lot of people are not seeing it that way. Either way, they are thinking about to exploit you, to take away from you, to destroy you, not to add value. And you wonder, how can society move forward? There are a lot of you that if we do background check on you, we will discover that you're not who you claim you are. And you want your wilderness period to be over. Your lie has been a cacophony of lies. And you want God to bless you. You want your wilderness experience to be over. The Bible says, See us that a man that is diligent in his doings, he will sit with kings, not with ordinary man. So the question is, your capacity to sit with king is incumbent on your diligence. And why your wilderness is continuous is because you are not diligent. A lot of you want to just eat your cake and have it. You don't want to walk soft life. The only substitute for a soft life is hard life. Don't let me deceive you. The only substitute for a soft life is hard life.
do things right. Because most part of coming out of your wilderness is incumbent on you. And the question is, what are you doing in your own regard or in your own part to come out of the wilderness? Some of you have put yourself in untold hardship because you can't control your spending. You want to spend to please, must you please people? Must you please people? A lot of you, the reason of your wilderness in life is because you want to please people. You want to please people that they even care about you. All they just do is to take your money and go. Must you? Is there anything you gain from pleasing people? Oh, you are waiting for the adulation of man. You are waiting for men to say, oh, my God. The robots have a saying, but we're any fine boy, call it baron or love. I can call you good boy, lovely man. Just to have my way, it doesn't mean I respect you. So why are you deceiving yourself by waiting on the adulation of man? If there's one thing I learned earlier on in life is the fact that man's emotions are fickle. They can call you the king today and call you the pauper tomorrow. And it wouldn't stop anything. So, if you are trying to depend on the praise of man, if that's what makes you high, then you are dead. If it's what men say about you that makes up what you think about yourself, then you are foolish. I don't depend on the adulation. I'm a stoic in my head. That's why for me, the focus of what I want to achieve is what matters most to me. Not the adulation of men. If it comes, fine. If it doesn't come, I move on. I'm a soldier of my own purpose. And that's why I don't care when people try to break me down. I move on. As long as my conscience is my conviction. I'm of good conscience that what I'm doing is forthright. Anybody can say what they want. In fact, I used to tell this story. I've told it for the opting time. There used to be a restaurant in my village, you know, Dogolu, called Let Them Say. A lot of people complained that the woman's food was so good she had to be using something to make it. And she turned the name of the restaurant to Let Them Say. So for me, it's Let Them Say FC. As long as my conscience is clear with my God, my maker, I don't care too much. Some people, it's because you care too much about praises by men and you will do anything to earn it. That's why you're in the problems you are in financially today. A lot of people want to show off. You don't have money to live in Lekki, but you, you are using your life savings to rent a house in Lekki because so that you want to show your friends that you've arrived in Lekki. Are you okay? I'm not sure you're okay at all. If it's Yanopaja, your money can make you live. Live there! Everybody has a starting point in life. If it's Yanopaja, your money can make you live. Live there. Everybody has a starting point in life. Some of the wilderness experiences are caused by you. They are self-inflicted. And except you understand and realize this, your life will not be a whole lot better. Some are because you think so much. Me too, I'm still like that too. I think so much, I want things to be perfect and be better. But, you know, these days I start to tell myself, so many things are out of my control. And unless I tell myself that every day, things will not move further. So now I'm starting to tell myself, some things are out of your control, Rufai. 
and some things will always be out of your control. The best I can do is my best. And as long as I've done my best, my conscience, my conscience vindicates me that I've done my best. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, as an owner of businesses, you feel that way sometimes. But sometimes you can only encourage the people that work for you. You can only encourage people around you. It behoves on them to listen or don't listen. If they don't listen, that's their cup of tea. And it's not everybody that starts a journey with you that will finish it with you. Some people will have to go. It's just life. It's just life. But it doesn't make you give up on humanity because it is the same world that you see somebody do you wrong that you see an angel will come in the form of human beings. That's why sometimes I tell myself, because you see these messages I'm preaching, eh? it's not only for you, it's, only, it's even for myself. It's a therapy to my own self. That's why I tell myself, you have to take life easy. Because people will come, people will go. You know, I, I feel so much virtue and spirit in this message, and, it, and it's, it's speaking to me myself. I feel a lot of power leave me. Because for some people, this will be the greatest message you'll ever hear today, or in your life. You know, I, I'm just led to open up the phone lines. I want to hear from people. Zero seven hundred nine zero three nine zero three nine zero three. This is powerful. All right, another great Sunday morning right here. Uh, Ninety point three voice of the people. Goodness me, voice of the people is a dream, and uh, we thank God that it's come to life. Ah, uh, yeah. When you think of the days of incubating this dream and carrying this dream on. Uh, it's a wonderful Sunday morning. My name is Rufai Hussaini and promises to be great. We're going to continue with the episode of last week, the wilderness experience. We're going to tell some things and, you know, say some hard truths here. And hey, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget that by 10 o'clock, we've got a guest we'll be talking to, you know, where we talk about nation building, national development and everything that surrounds national development. You know, a potpourri of issues from about 10 to 11 and promises to be great. And hey, We've got some events we're partnering with. Please don't forget. Uh, in December, we're planning our first VOP Praise Festival, and it promises to be great. So please, every Christian act out there, worshiper, you've got great talent, you do Christian comedy, get in touch with us. You know, send me a mail, you know, refi uh, at voiceofthepeople.ng. Send me a mail. I'll put you on the lineup. It promises to be great. And if you have a big venue that we can do this event and host this event, Collaborate with us. We'll give you publicity. We'll push you out there. And if you want to be part of this, because this is God's vision to me, you know, for a lot of people, because it says we should pray concerning Nigeria, pray for the elections and worship him for two to three hours. Those were his words, not mine. Just get in touch with me on that email, you know. Or just, if you've got my number, call me up and say you want to be part of Praise Festival. If you check our website, voiceofpeople.ng, you'll see it out there. we put it out there for a lot of people. And hey, we're partnering with a lot of great events. Uh, we're partnering with the Governance and uh, Tech Summit from Tech Next. If you check technext.ng, you'll see a lot about our summit there. Uh, they've changed the venue. It's no longer going to be Landmark. It's going to be Oriental Hotel. So we have to send letters out just to inform a lot of people you know, out there. And we're partnering with all the great, great, wonderful events out there. My, my friend Edgar is doing something, you know, an event concerning the life and times of another very dear person, you know, uh, which I am, uh, which I do a lot of projects with, charity projects, which I'm part of One Million Teachers. And uh, for my Amir of Kanu, uh, Sanusi Lamido is our chair for the advisory board of One Million Teachers. So uh, my friend Edgar is doing a, a, a story, a, a stage play on uh, MS Sanusi and One Million Teachers. Promises to be great. So be part of that. You know, you can check listings for that. Just say, if you just check Edgar Joseph, plays you'll be able to see leads to that online promises to be great but please 
Think about the phrase festival. Promises to be a wonderful time in December. We're planning for it and God's bearing our lives. This Sunday, I'm going to continue from the series of last week. You see, you will have wilderness experience in your life. And don't deceive yourself. And if you you want to call us up, 0700-903-903-903. And the wilderness experience is to show you who you are. But largely, it is you that can get yourself out of the wilderness experience. One, by working with God. And two, by introspecting. And three, by doing something. And I said doing something because, you see, most of the wilderness experience we get into our lives, a sizable portion of them is caused by ourselves. The Yorubas have a word, a forefather. I want you to look back in the life, in your life. What did you do to yourself at any point in time? Do you know that some of your habits led you to where you are? And the reason why your wilderness might have continued is because you cannot drop those habits. There are some people, no matter how much you pay them, they will still steal from you. And you see, that stealing has denied them of greater positions in life. They are just thieves. No matter how much you treat them right. See, take the whole world, put it on their shoulders, they'll still steal. And you wonder why things are not moving for you. Why are you in a wilderness experience? It could be your habit. And that's why I say sometimes it takes you to come out of it. And you can make that decision, but you're not just ready. There are some men and women, theirs is to cheat. They ruin their relationships by cheating on their loved ones. He's gone through three or four divorces. She's gone through two divorces. She can't just stop cheating. In fact, he or she rationalizes it. And say, I can love somebody and still cheat on them. Sorry, that is wrong. You cannot love somebody and still be sleeping around. When you said you love somebody, you committed your body in terms of fidelity to the person. You see, some of the societal things we say that destroy us. A man will say, yes, I have a woman in my life that I love, but I can still play around. After all, my father married more than three. Where did the more than three your father married lead him to? Where, I ask you, did he bring unity amongst you and your siblings? My father married more than three, but you and your extended brothers cannot talk today. You don't see eye to eye. Your family is fragmented. And you are justifying cheating after you said I do on the altar. And you are complaining you have wilderness in your marriage. See, no matter how much you cast and ban, that wilderness is caused by you. The day you learn to keep the things between your leg, your marriage will survive. No matter how much prayer and casting and binding, as long as your mindset rationalizes illegality in your marriage and people react by leaving you, it will continue in your life. So don't deceive yourself. You see, we live in a society where national deceit is a favorite pastime. That's why you see people hail thieves in this country. You know the man is a thief. You know the way he got his money is illegal. But because he gives you the money, you keep hailing him. He can do no wrong. As long as, as, long as he does charity for a lot of you, as long as he does give away on Twitter and Instagram, you know he can do no wrong. But you, but you know the way he made his money is illegal. And that's what sets us back. So, you see, some wilderness experience we see are caused by us ourselves. Just like a lot of people that complain. Hey, politicians didn't do this and all that. But you, your part as the follower, what did you do? You collected money from them now during elections now. Didn't they do vote buying? And now you have the temerity to complain that things are not working well. When you, when you collected money from them, who is fooling who? You know me, I say the facts. Except we change society. 
any form of wilderness experience we are in might not change. So many things are things we cause by ourselves. But the good thing is God is willing to bring you out of it. But are you willing to change? Are you willing to change? Are you willing to be healed of your wilderness experience? Or you want to continue to wallow in this sin and expect the grace of God to shine on you? It cannot shine. You can't do two things at a time. Even if you are multitasking, you will always give one priority over the other. Can you be eating hot rice and be chewing gum at the same time? Try it. Maybe your tongue will not suffer. That's what a lot of us want to do. So sometimes the wilderness experience is caused by us. When we don't see, when we see evil and we can't speak up, when we see what is not right and we can't talk up, when we try to destroy others, but in the end we destroy ourselves and we're creating a long-lasting legacy of pain and wilderness. A wilderness experience is supposed to teach you a lot about yourself, but the question is, are you learning a lot about yourself to be able to change some things about yourself? A lot of you complain, eh, I don't have a job. But you know you are lazy now. You know for every job people look for for you, you give excuses. If you don't have a job, please go and volunteer anywhere. It is by working for free, you will start working for fee. The Bible says, see us that a man that is diligent in his doing. He will sit with kings. He will not sit with ordinary men. The question is, are you diligent at all in your doings? A lot of people are not diligent and they want grace to abound in their lives. So they wonder why is the wilderness experience going on and they are jealous of somebody else that is diligent. Don't be jealous of a hardworking man. People are not ready to walk. Africans love to play too much more than work. That's why you see that we don't have societal stability in terms of productivity. And let me tell you, there are differences in work. Oh. There's something called smart work and hard work. What we like to do in Africa is hard work. We don't do smart work. Question is, how can we think beyond the boss to still make productivity work for us while we achieve more with less effort? What is work? Work is energy dispensed, displacement, over time. That's work. Work done. So the energy you use for displacing something over time. So how can you use less energy to gain more? Why Africa is not as industrialized? Because we don't use less energy to gain more. We use more energy to gain less. That's why I go and check. Productivity rates in Nigeria is one of the lowest in the world. What do we want for ourselves? What do we want for our lives? Do we truly want to come out of this wilderness experience or continue there and expect the grace of God to abound? The question is some things will be hope on you. Are you doing your part? A lot of people don't like to do their part, but they blame others. Behind every move, there's a mover. Are you volunteering? What ideas have you written out? What things have you even pushed on? on? What new concept have you brought? There are some people, you employ them in a company, Jesus Christ, they give you a heart attack. I'm an employer of labor now, so I know what it means. I know what it means. And these are the same people that go, that say, oh, things are rough. But the question is, what value have they added as people? You see, a special day will come, I will do something I call my experience in the hands of people in Nigeria by employing people. When I share my experience, I can't even do a series of it. You'll be shocked, the things I've faced. I've run many businesses in Nigeria. When you hear my experiences in the hands of people, and the question is, you are just trying 
to give other people a chance to push, to make things work, to make life good, to make life veritable, to ensure that people get along. But a lot of people are not seeing it that way. Either way, they are thinking about to exploit you, to take away from you, to destroy you, not to add value. And you wonder how can society move forward? There are a lot of you that if we do background check on you, we will discover that you're not who you claim you are. And you want your wilderness period to be over. Your life has been a cacophony of lies. And you want God to bless you. You want your wilderness experience to be over. The Bible says, See as thou a man that is diligent in his doings, he will sit with kings, not with ordinary man. So the question is, your capacity to sit with king is incumbent on your diligence. And why your wilderness is continuous is because you are not diligent. A lot of you want to just eat your cake and have it. You don't want to walk soft life. The only substitute for a soft life is hard life. Don't let me deceive you. The only substitute for a soft life is hard life. Do things right. Because most part of coming out of your wilderness is incumbent on you. And the question is, what are you doing in your own regard or in your own part to come out of the wilderness? Some of you have put yourself in untold hardship because you can't control your spending. You want to spend to please. Must you please people? Must you please people? A lot of you, the reason of your wilderness in life is because you want to please people. You want to please people that they even care about you. All they just do is to take your money and go. Must you? Is there anything you gain from pleasing people? Oh, you are waiting for the adulation of man. You are waiting for men to say, Oh, my God. The robots have a saying, But we're any fine boy, call it by run or I can call you good boy, lovely man. Just to have my way. It doesn't mean I respect you. So why are you deceiving yourself by waiting on the adulation of man? If there's one thing I learned earlier on, in life is the fact that man's emotions are fickle. They can call you the king today and call you the pauper tomorrow. And it wouldn't stop anything. So, if you are trying to depend on the praise of man, if that's what makes you high, then you are dead. If it's what men say about you that makes up what you think about yourself, then you are foolish. I don't depend on the adulation. I'm a stoic in my head. That's why for me, the focus of what I want to achieve is what matters most to me. Not the adulation of men. If it comes, fine. If it doesn't come, I move on. I'm a soldier of my own purpose. And that's why I don't care when people try to break me down. I move on. As long as my conscience is my conviction. I'm of good conscience that what I'm doing is forthright. Anybody can say what they want. In fact, I used to tell this story. I've told it for the opting time. There used to be a restaurant in my village, you know, Dogolu, called Let Them Say. A lot of people complained that the woman's food was so good she had to be using something to make it. And she turned the name of the restaurant to Let Them Say. So for me, it's Let Them Say FC. As long as my conscience is clear with my God, my maker, I don't care too much. Some people, it's because you care too much about praises by men and you will do anything to earn it. That's why you're in the problems you are in financially today. 
a lot of people want to show off. You don't have money to live in Lekki, but you, you are using your life savings to rent a house in Lekki because so that you want to show your friends that you've arrived in Lekki. Are you okay? I'm not sure you're okay at all. If it's Yanokpaja, your money can make you live. Live there! Everybody has a starting point in life. If it's Yanokpaja, your money can make you live. Live there. Everybody has a starting point in life. Some of the wilderness experiences are caused by you. They are self-inflicted. And except you understand and realize this, your life will not be a whole lot better. Some are because you think so much. Me too, I'm still like that too. I think so much, I want things to be perfect and be better. But, you know, these days I start to tell myself, so many things are out of my control. And unless I tell myself that every day, things will not move further. So now I'm starting to tell myself, some things are out of your control, Rufai. And some things will always be out of your control. The best I can do is my best. And as long as I've done my best, my conscience, my conscience vindicates me that I've done my best. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, as an owner of businesses, you feel that way sometimes. But sometimes you can only encourage the people that work for you. You can only encourage people around you. It behoves on them to listen or don't listen. If they don't listen, that's their cup of tea. And it's not everybody that starts a journey with you that will finish it with you. Some people will have to go. It's just life. It's just life. But it doesn't make you give up on humanity because it is the same world that you see somebody do you wrong that you see an angel will come in the form of human beings. That's why sometimes I tell myself, because you see these messages I'm preaching, eh? It's not only for you, it's, only, it's even for myself. It's a therapy to my own self. That's why I tell myself, you have to take life easy. Because people will come, people will go. You know, I, I feel so much virtue and spirit in this message and it and it's it's speaking to me myself i feel a lot of power leave me because for some people this will be the greatest message you'll ever hear today or in your life you know i i'm just led to open up the phone lines i want to hear from people Zero seven hundred nine zero three nine zero three nine zero three. This is powerful. <laughs>